This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. Dave Crosby joining us at the bottom of the hour. We're taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Good calls today. Let's go to Paul in Everett. Hey, Paul. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I uh, wanted to talk to you about the other team I follow. It's the uh, Detroit Lions. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've been a fan of them ever since I saw, read the George Plimpton book, uh, Paper Lion, and then saw the you know mm-hmm. the video documentary. Which uh, I just I decided any team that would put up with that nonsense was mm-hmm. probably okay. You know, and I've been a fan ever since. You know, my concern is that they're so bad. But I understand that th- that team has not won a playoff game since 1991. Is that true? Yeah. And I think the quarterback was Dave Craig. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually saw that game. Um, just uh, outside question: What is your opinion of David Craig as a quarterback? I mean, yeah, he's he's great. I mean, yeah, he was always like sixth or seventh in the uh, voting for the Pro Bowl every year. I mean, wow. was, was I mean, he, you know, I know that he's on the Hall of Fame list every year. Uh, really? Yeah, but really? I mean, well, I, mean, I say it because I put him back on every year, so it's like, wow, uh, I didn't yeah. realize he was that thought of that. Highly. Yeah, but That's again, <clears throat> just just because he's on the list, I mean, the list is like a hundred and. 129 to 130 so it's oh. like uh, his chances of making it aren't good but again sure. I, you know I, I keep putting him on the list just in case mm-hmm. but again he was a, he was a very good quarterback I mean he came out of Milton College I mean yeah you know, Milton's not even around anymore but uh, right. yeah he was accurate he's a good leader he's a good guy all those different things and he meant sure. so much to this franchise well I, I think I was Dave Wyman was saying that he'd go to Dave Craig's house, and then Dave was really competitive, and we'd always make him play all these games, and and Craig would not let anybody leave until he won. Yeah, yeah, and he'd that's him. There for hours, you know, if he didn't win, and I thought, you know, that's the kind of, I don't know, he always struck me as kind of like your Drew Carey of quarterbacks, just kind of your every man who mm-hmm. out and made it good, you know, and I always admire that. I just – my only failure with him is I wish he would stay – because I know he got into it a little bit, but I wish he would have done more, stay in the media business because right. I think he was real good at it. Well, I mean, you think he still could or – He still you know. could, but right now he elects not to. Yep, yep. Well, you know, no, very, very good. Um, so so our next game is Geno Smith at – Pittsburgh, what do you think, what do you expect to see with, with that? Hmm, hard to tell because right now you don't know where Pittsburgh is. <laughs> They're playing terrible. Are they? Good, good. Their offensive okay. line is terrible. Okay. Uh, Ben's pl- not playing like Big Ben, he's playing like Little Ben. You really? know, they need to get the running game going with Najee Harris. Their defense um, is good, but again, right now their offense isn't. Okay. Um, and just one last thing. I mean, do you think there's a chance we're going to see Russell a lot sooner than they're telling us, or do you think yeah, not? I'm I'm not optimistic. I mean, because okay. again, you're talking two surgeries, and they mm. got they got screws in there. Uh, 
So yeah. it's like, yeah, uh, I, that, that's just ugly. That's that's terrible. But you know what? I mean, think about it. You know, uh, Ken Griffey got in a wreck, and then that was the year they had a great year too, right? I mm-hmm. mean, because he came back. Well, so who, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, but again, I'm 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 very pessimistic because again, you know, you oh. have it's you know, if you can't bend your finger and you're a quarterback, and it's a middle finger, which is so yep. important in guiding the football, that's bad. Mm. Yep. That, well, anyways, well, it's good talking to you, sir. All right, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Scott in Orange County. Hey, Scott. Hey, good morning, John. Hey, speaking of the Hall of Fame, Yeah. when is our favorite uh, – Volcano of a coach, Mike Holmgren. I think he gets in. Get I, I think uh, we'll elect him this year. I mean, again, it's like we we have to wait. Dick it's, Vermeil was was nominated or something. Yeah, he was. I mean, so he he got this year's vote, but I think that you know in the next vote he should get in, and he needs to get in. I mean, that's why the Vermeil thing surprised me a little bit because I thought it was going to be Holmgren because I I thought he was going to be next on the list. I thought you know both he and Don Coriel were the next on the list. And then Vermeil, and you know, I, 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 there's a, there's one person who's on the list who worked with Dick. I'm not going to mention his name, that really pushed him, and that's why yeah. Dick, I think, got in. Now, does Dick Vermeil deserve to get in? Yes, but again, you know, one, so, you know, I think, and again, there's no time uh, limit. There's no uh, order of how these guys do it. And again, I say that in the sense that uh, I was the one who pushed for the contributor list and I was the one who pushed for the coaching yep. list and we, we both got them both. And so that opened the door because no, none of these coaches were going to get in. And the About reason, that. the reason yeah. is, it's like if you have a coach versus a player, the player is going to win. I just think, I mean, obviously I guess there's more involved with these committees because on paper, I mean, Mike's, <clears throat> His numbers are incredible. I mean, yeah. like what he did in multiple franchises, and I mean, it's just, you know, I'm not a football expert by any means, but I just can see with my eyes he's uh-huh. at the top. I mean, it's it's an it's it's inevitable. Career. He 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 is going to make it. You hope it's going to be in the next vote. Because again, what it comes down to, I mean, you... is it a slap in the face to him and his family that he's no. leaving behind guys like Bill Cower and other dudes? No. I don't think so. I mean, it's okay. a, I mean, you know, he's a deserving coach that needs to get in, and he's among the next guys, and I think he will be the next guy. But again, the Vermeil thing caught me off guard. But again, I'm I'm not on that committee. Yeah. I'm on the okay. contributor committee. So well, hopefully, behind the scenes, pull whatever strings you can. John. Okay, yeah, because I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt he's deserving to get in. It's time for him to get in. Sure. All those different things. I mean, what did you like most about Mike Holmgren? Well, I mean, obviously, I love Pete, and he brought a championship to the city. But but when I think about just your prototypical Mm -hmm. football coach, I think Mike Holmgren is my favorite of Pete Carroll. Okay. Because of the type of leader of men that he is, and just I don't know, I uh, he's kind of more the military guy, and there's some there's a mystique about that in terms of of how he approached the game. Uh, you know, he's a towering figure. He he kind of fits just kind of that mold. If you were to draw up a coach from scratch in the NFL, you would 
it, it would be more towards you know mm-hmm. someone like Mike Holmgren. What What did you think of Steve? What did you think of Steve Hutchinson getting? But at the same time, he's yeah. a, he, I'm sorry, I was just going to say at the same time, a genius, right? I no mean, doubt. In terms of scheme and on, on the offensive side, and just it was an orchestra that he was, you know, that he was conducting out there on the on the offense and how we brought up uh, quarterbacks and mentored quarterbacks, you know. So a strong guy, but also brilliant. No doubt. What would yeah. you think uh, of you know on the presentation of Steve Hutchinson? getting his ring for the Hall of Fame and Steve Hutchinson going in to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I I think that's great. I think it's great. I've heard Mike talk about the rift. I mean, what happened with Steve Hutchinson? Such a horrible self-inflicted wound that didn't need to happen for the Seahawks after Super Bowl XL. Uh, there was a rift between them, I guess, for a long time, and then they've, they've long since buried the hatchet, so uh-huh. that's great. And that's, that's what reminded me of that, because I think Mike is going into the Ring of Honor next week, or, or no, uh, the next home game, I think. Something like that, yeah. The Ring yeah. of Honor yeah. at, at Lumen Field. Yeah. So so that's great. But, um, yeah, one of the top sports figures in Seattle history, I think, and, and you know, with the personality to go with it. Yeah, he was a great so, one. And, I'm yeah. a fan. I want, to, I want to see him get his jacket yeah. before Vermeil. <laughs> yeah. But, I know, okay. but hey, what, what can we do? You sit back and watch. Yeah. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Well, thanks. Thanks, John. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Craig in Redmond. Hey, Craig. Oh, Greg in Redmond. Sorry. Hey, Greg. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. A couple of things I wanted to ask you about. One is this uh issue with two coaches in the NFL currently, mm-hmm. obviously Urban Meyer and mm-hmm. John Gruden. Uh-huh. And are they going to be able to survive this? And are they going to be able to keep their teams uh, in terms of, uh, you know, are they going to be able to lead their teams effectively? Urban Meyer, no. I think he's a disaster. I thought he was going to be a disaster when he was hired. And he's looking even worse right now. And the fact that, uh, you know, he uh, went to the Cincinnati game stayed over, didn't go back with the team, had a lap dance and was caught on uh, you know on film with the lap dance. I mean ridiculous. And again, the t- I don't think the players believe in him. And if the players don't believe in you, you got to go. In John Gruden, they believe in John Gruden. I mean he's he won his first three games and uh you know he made a mistake back in 2011 with that uh you know e- uh, letter or whatever you want to call it that he sent out about uh you know uh, D. D. Smith, the head of the union, who just got revoted in uh, yesterday, and so it's like uh, you know now he has to do some apologies on that. But remember, he, why is Gruden going to stay? Ten years, one hundred million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I you know obviously uh, you know sixty to seventy percent of the players are African American, mm-hmm. and you know he made a very derogatory statement, and I certainly hope that. Uh, it doesn't, uh, you know, end up being a long-term issue for him. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you about was um, this current crop of rookie quarterbacks. Um, I like to watch rookie quarterbacks because I have a theory that if you draft a quarterback in the first round and it doesn't work out, it basically costs your team four to five years mm-hmm. is good. what I believe. Good, good, good. Um, good scouting on that. I agree. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know I'm I actually grew up a, a Buffalo Bills fan and I watched for 20 years while they waited to finally get a quarterback 
uh, you know, it took that long mm-hmm. and year after year watching failure after failure. But this current crop, I watch, I, I keep track of these guys. And, and actually, the Jets quarterback looked very, I thought he looked very good last week. Had a good game, no doubt, against Tennessee. And Tennessee, you know, their defense isn't all that good. But again, who cares? He played well. I mean, he was terrible yeah. the first three weeks. Terrible. But again, that was a good game for him. Good step forward. Yeah, and you know, I I always have concerns. Uh, you know, they're 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 throwing Trey Lance into the mix this week, um, and he clearly does not look like he's ready. And what long term effects that has on young quarterbacks mm-hmm. when they get put in this kind of situation? Well, see if you agree with this. I mean, uh, are you an NBA fan? Yeah, I don't follow them real close. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm like you. I don't follow them real close either. <laughs> There's no <coughs> NBA team in town, but. What's happened now with the uh, quarterback with the transfer portal, and you know you got quarterbacks moving around, and then really in many ways, you know, not playing until their junior or senior year. What ends up happening is that they're kind of like uh, you know uh, one and done players <coughs> coming out of high school in the NBA, and so now you bring them in. They got one year experience in college, and uh, you can see their growing pains. And that's why, you know, I think they rush too many quarterbacks to start as rookies because they end up paying a price starting as rookies. I mean, you look at this current crop and sure, Mac Jones has good numbers, but, uh, you know, most of these quarterbacks are only completing 55 percent of their passes. Most of these quarterbacks are completing 5.6 yards per attempt. Yeah, and of course, Mac Jones has got some leadership uh, Mm -hmm. there in front of him that, you know, is going to put him in the right situation and he's also got a good team i mean a decent team not a great team but a good team you know it's a bet yeah. I mean, of all the quarterbacks that went to teams that's the best team that uh he's i mean he went to the best team possible yeah and the other the other aspect of this is is the coaching of these young quarterbacks look at sam darnold mm-hmm. uh, he's been put in a situation now where where he doesn't where you know he's got he's clearly got some coaches that that are quality coaches. He looks, he looks like a totally different player to me. Uh, you know, unfortunately Christian McCaffrey got hurt, but having McCaffrey in the backfield mm-hmm. clearly helped him. Um, so I think a lot of, in some situations, it's the coaching, um, you know, clearly with Darnold with the jets, that mm-hmm. was a disaster. Oh yeah. Adam Gaze was just awful with him. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly was one last question, John. Um, uh, the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm uh, as a, as a Seahawks fan. I'm a little bit worried about the Packers in terms of how good they may get. David Bakhtiari is going to come back. Yeah. Um, they're 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 winning despite the fact that their offensive line is banged up. Um, I believe also their their pass rusher. Uh, they had two Smiths that were pass rushers, and one yeah. of them's out with a back injury right now. Right. Probably not even so, going to play. I don't know if he's going to play the rest of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, how good do you think the Packers are? I mean, I think they're good enough. I mean, obviously good enough to win the division. Don't think they're as good as last year when they won 13 games. But, I mean, they're a Super Bowl contender. They're going to be in the mix. So, they're good. Yeah. You think you think the Cardinals are for real? Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. I thought they were a nine-win team, but now they look better. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Okay, thanks, John. Bye-bye. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710-ESPN Seattle.
This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Dave Grosby joining us at the bottom of the hour. Let's go to Victor in Auburn. Hey, Victor. Hey, John. Another great show. Well, thank you. Hey, uh, any serious today? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Lame. A um, couple quick questions. John, what do you think of uh, uh, Vic Fangio's comments after the game last week? Uh, in, in what regard? In him uh, calling out Jim Harbaugh on the last play, maybe saying he didn't care about player safety? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I'm talking John Harbaugh, but it's like uh, I tend to agree. I mean, there's no reason to run a play when you've won the game. Just take a knee. And again, I know it's trying to go for a record, but that makes it a cheesy record as far as 100-yard games and stuff like that. I, I agree with him, and I think a lot of coaches agree with him. Yeah, yeah. At first, when I first thought about it, I understood why Baltimore tried to run the play. But then I was thinking, well, I mean, what if Vaughn or even uh, yeah. uh, their quarterback went down, you know, because the Denver's trying to stop the play. Exactly. I mean, again, it's like I, I don't like that stuff. It's like, hey, you, 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 you have respect for the other team, and if you're winning the game and the game's clinched, just sit, you know, it was a 17-point lead, 24-7, to just take a knee and end the game. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad loss too, especially with Bridgewater going out um, and then Locke not coming in and performing. Yeah. Great. I mean, I know his, his stats were a little bit better, but it still just. Why, why, would, why do you think they'd only called four runs in the second half? That, uh, that couldn't have helped out at all. Well, I don't know if you've been reading me at 104.3, but I've been saying that now for yeah. a couple of weeks. Run the ball more. You know, because yeah. again, you're, you're down two of your top three receivers. Now, Jerry Judy's getting close to coming back, probably back in two weeks. <laughs> they won't have KJ Hamler, but I mean, all you have now at wide receiver, you know, is uh, you know Tim Patrick and uh, Sutton. yeah, and Cortland Sutton, and so now you're, I mean, who's who's the top pass catcher on the team? It's Noah Fant, a tight end. So it's like yep. run the ball more. I mean, you've got Melvin Gordon now. Melvin Gordon's banged up; he was questionable, expecting to play. But I mean, I like Javante Williams. Yeah, for sure. The the uh, Sutton and Patrick are almost the same type of players. Yeah, but I mean you know. Sutton's better because he's gone to the Pro Bowl. Oh no, no, of course. I'm just saying that the type of wide receivers—they're they're not with the the speed. I mean, they yeah. kept the contested balls, but they're they're not going to beat too many people down the field, you know, on a straight a burst. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I just have the safety's name, not not Jackson, the the rookie safety. I heard uh, he played seven plays last week, and they've been using him sparingly. But I guess every play he's in, every time he's in, he's making uh, you know a couple sacks, pass deflections. How are they going to get him on the field more? It's going to be tough because again, you know they've got four cornerbacks and they've got uh, you know two good safeties. I mean, Kareem Jackson's having a great year. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. And then of course, I mean, you got a fifteen and a half million dollar uh, safety back there in Justin Simmons. So where's he going to play? Yeah, I don't know. Some of the things I've heard, and they've tried to bring him in on a big nickel and then possibly just keep playing him that, that position constantly. Um, and then uh, one other question. With with uh, uh, the two guards that were out, mm-hmm. you could see that they were getting a lot of pressure coming in from – actually, even with the tackles, and they were bringing, uh, getting pressured all day long. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 was, that was so predictable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Was. Especially because they're only bringing four, four people. It just they didn't know where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. So it, it was yeah. hampering Bridgewater in no time. I mean, the first three games against those light, uh, that light team, they had, you know, four or five seconds back there. This time, they were on their back feet every single time they were getting ready to throw. That was pretty bad. 
But again, yeah. it's like uh, we'll see how they do tomorrow. I'm still worried about uh, tomorrow's game against Pittsburgh. Well, what's weird is that they're traveling. They traveled out late, or they're traveling out late today. Mm-hmm. And I heard Fangio in a press conference yesterday saying that it was due to, to weddings, that there's so many weddings scheduled that they have no place to meet. And, and also they're saying, you know, it's for Bridgewater to get cleared. Yeah. But they were saying that it's a big problem with a lot of the NFL places that these weddings that are taking place are, are causing teams to leave at separate times. Is yeah. That, I mean, that sounds crazy. It, it, it is weird. Yeah, I don't know what the story is with that one, but that's that's unique. Hey, Victor, thank you for the phone call. Take care, John. Have a good weekend. Great. Let's go to Steve in Skyway. Hey, Steve. Hey, good morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you. Hey, uh, first of all, first thing I want to do is thank you for providing a public service and trying to talk some of these people off the ledge. Oh, okay. thank you. And what I wanted to talk about, um, the other day in the paper they had a picture of Walter Jones and uh, Steve Hutchinson. Yeah. And, man, those were the glory days. Uh, let me ask you this. How did you think that Gabe Jackson graded out his first game as a Seahawk against uh, Aaron Donald? Mm, I'd say probably a B minus. B minus. Yeah, I thought so he did okay. Me, yeah, it's not. That, was that you consider that an improvement of what of what we've done the previous yes, years against yeah, Donald? Yeah, yeah, because I mean Aaron okay. Donald's unblockable. Yeah, because see that was one of the things. I think that a lot of franchises really they're doing franchise malfeasance if you're in a division with a dominant player like an Aaron Donald or mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers on offense if you don't tailor your team to deal with those people that you have to see two times a year you're, right. you're not doing your job right and say you what know, you want I mean, would you agree that John Snyder did his job I mean he put a second oh, round pick into Damian Lewis and then he made the trade oh. for Gabe Jackson well see one of, I think one of the things that some of the fans up here are not in tune with is the fact that we are in some cases victims of our own success. Mm-hmm. If you're drafting where we usually draft, you're not get, you're not going to get. First of all, the first round is a crapshoot anyway. Right. And so you're not going to get maybe the either the player you want or the or the skill you want. If people are paying attention up here, Pete Carroll likes to play football. He wants to be big, mm-hmm. physical, fast, compete and execute in high-leverage situations. Right. That's the way he wants to play football. So I imagine you know Pete Carroll. This has got to really be bothering him. No question. I mean, to be one in three, it's got to be bothering him. But, yeah, it's got to bother him totally. And then I want to ask you, you know, about the Jamal Adams thing. If I could talk to the young man, I'd just give him one bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Well done is better than well said. Yeah, agreed. It's it's like you know, you know it's like what you do on the field, not what you say. Yeah, and then I wanted to say one more thing too. Base, as uh, give a shout out to the Mariners and the baseball playoffs. Baseball, I think, really lucked out this year. This one game wild card playoff thing is it's unfair. It's unfair to the players. It's unfair to the teams, and it's particularly unfair to the fans. Mm-hmm. If we hang with a team for 162 games and they get in the playoffs. They can do a two out of three just like they normally do during the regular season, and each team gets a home game. But the home fans should be rewarded with a home game. Yeah, but uh, you don't want to stretch this thing into, like, uh, Thanksgiving. So it's like, uh, you know, if you do Well, that... I mean, but, hey, you know what? Play one less uh, spring training game. Yeah, but uh, 
Nah, that's not, you know, it's like, it, it, it's nice. But again, I, 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 you know, it'd be nice to be able to celebrate and have that. But again, I mean, they've added a playoff team in each, uh, in each league. And so, you know, with the addition that, you know, adds something. So at least it gives you more of a chance because you wouldn't have that a couple of years ago. Hey, thank you for the phone call. All right. Take care, John. Coming up next, Dave Grosby. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. It's time for our weekly dose of the Gras with Dave Grosby. And Dave, all the naysayers in town are out there just absolutely trying to roast the Seahawks, trade Russell Wilson, get rid of Pete Carroll, get rid of John Snyder. I mean, come on. Trade Russell Wilson? How can you trade Russell Wilson? You can't. So who's, who's saying this, John? Well, I mean, again, I mean, I mean, we had at least a couple callers uh, talking about that today. I mean, two or three callers, and of course, you know, we know that Colin Coward. What, what's your thoughts on Colin Coward and how his career is evolved? Uh, is, is evolved? Uh, I, I think to be charitable, I'd just say this: I'm, I'm not a particularly big fan of his, John. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I mean, just just the the John Clayton loonies is not the not necessarily uh, who we got to go by. I mean, the, the Seahawks have. You know, they got to deal with life without Russell Wilson now for about a month and a half. So mm-hmm. I would imagine that would be on most people's minds, how, how that's going to work out when you've got a defense that can't apparently stop anyone. And you're, you're going without your quarterback that, that hasn't missed a game for you in 10 years. Mm-hmm. No, and again, it's like uh, uh, Geno Smith was great, but there's going to be a drop-off when you go to a backup quarterback. There's no question about it, John. Look, and Geno Smith is is, you know, you, you, if you have talented guys around, they're still talented. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, these are, these are good football players. So he's got some guys around him that are good. But we all know that Russell Wilson, I mean, he had one of his escape acts earlier in that game with the Rams. You know, how he plays is, um, is paramount to how this team wins. Uh, they, they don't mind having a, a, a pass defense, excuse me, a pass uh, blocking defense that's, that's not the best because Russell is, is, able to get out of trouble and and make great plays that's not a guarantee that geno smith can do that so you know they'll have some success obviously he, he's he's, a, he's an nfl quarterback and and is a veteran who's been around for a while and you know we'll see maybe they'll steal a couple games more than they should but he misses four games if, if that's the best case scenario including the bye week uh, which is a pretty good case scenario and they go two and two i think they should be ecstatic yeah exactly so now <clears throat> You you look at this team after uh, five games and you say mm-hmm. it's not a playoff team right now, right? No, no. And of course, uh, now that you don't have Russell Wilson, I mean the likelihood is this is probably going to be a seven and nine team. Yeah, because you know the likelihood is you're not going to go two and two next, and and Russell Wilson will have some some difficulties in coming back in unless you know you got to go to last year again, John. I mean, last year we were singing the exact same song at the exact same part of the year, except Russell Wilson was healthy. You had the mm-hmm. worst, most poorest defense in the National Football League being played in Seattle, and those guys figured it out. So they have done that before. Now, they, they've got, you know, we know they've got a little bit of a little bit of latitude, uh, you know, cap room-wise, uh, you know, in terms of bringing in guys. And you know, maybe it, 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 it's that there's someone they've had in mind all along that they, they want to bring in to help their defense that can have a, quote-unquote, Carlos Dunlap kind of impact. I don't know. I do know that they have figured it out before, so I'm not going to dismiss their chances of being able to figure it out again. But it's going to be more difficult, obviously. And, and I think, you know, the other thing that, that jumps out, John, is, 
his, you know, you gave Carlos Dunlap and Jamal Adams, you know, contract extensions, which which were nice, and you expected big things from them. And, and regardless of what is being said, they are not delivering at this point what 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 uh, what you paid them. I mean, mm-hmm. Carlos Dunlap's name wasn't mentioned to like the final defensive play. It was a good play, the the, the final defensive play uh, of of the game against the Rams where they they forced a punt. Uh, Jamal Adams had had a very rough night and and has not had a quarterback sack yet. You're not getting production that you expected from these guys. So um, it it seems like it will be more difficult to pull off what they pulled off last year with the defense. But again. They did do it last year. It is something that, that's within their realm of, of control, but um, it just doesn't look very encouraging after five weeks. No, and again, if they go 7-9, and nine, what do you think they start to do organizationally? Excellent question. I, I mean, did you just talk, you know, Pete Carroll will be 71 years old next year. Do you just say, look, this was just a, a one-off? Um, you know, we had, uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of things happen that, that, that created a circumstance that is unlike anything we've had before. We were 12 and four the year before. There's no reason to overreact to, to one off season, and um, you know they can obviously go in that direction, or they can go in the direction of, look, you know, seven and nine. You know, we've got the oldest coach in the league. We got uh, a quarterback, you know, who's, who's getting up there as well, who's getting beat up all the time. I mean, maybe it's time for us to, to, as you point out, take a look at the franchise and make some changes. It'll be interesting to see what direction they go in. You know, you, you don't have the same owner that you had who hired these guys. You've got a sister in there, but not the same ownership group that, that hired uh, hired these guys in the first place. So, you know, seven and nine could could cause a lot of a lot of turmoil, a lot more than you normally think for a team that has been so good for the last decade. No, I know, and I, and again, it's like Pete has been you know so great as far as a coach, and I think it is a one-off more than anything else. <clears throat> and a one-off, you don't want to overreact to it, but you've got to make some changes. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. I mean, uh, in particular on defense. I mean, you, 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 to have a circumstance where uh, one year after being the the most uh, porous defense the league has seen, you know, you you are that again. I mean, that's just that just that speaks to a couple of things, John. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it speaks to your decisions personnel-wise, uh, not just KJ Wright, but but certainly KJ Wright and others. Uh, so that that's a part of the factor, as well as the schemes that Ken Norton is is using and how they're utilizing the, the, their uh, their personnel. So you've got you've got to take a look at the entire way you're you're going about defense uh, on this team, and that of course is Pete Carroll's bailwick. You know, so I mean, part of the problem there is if you're doing things the way Pete is going to say he's always done them, and he's been successful doing them that way. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so it's a it's a really bad situation. Yeah. <clears throat> how bad is it going to be without Russell Wilson for six to eight weeks? Well, I mean, it's it's hard to quantify. I mean, like like we were saying, that the the team was built with with flaws, significant flaws in terms of you know quarterback protection and things like that, because of Russell Wilson, because you had his escapability. I mean, he to the point where he got tired of it this year. Uh, Geno Smith is is like I said, looks like a pretty good quarterback, but does not have that kind of escapability. So. You know, you, you you're gonna you're gonna run into a lot of trouble if you're trying to run plays that that, that count on that because you got a guy who doesn't have that. Um, it's a, it's it's a catastrophic loss. You know, it's a, it's an Aaron Rodgers loss. It's it's a Tom Brady loss. Uh, you know, what what has happened in circumstances where you've seen those guys go out? I mean, their their teams have struggled and suffered. So, and I think it's going to be very difficult for the Seahawks to, to get their footing. And and um, you know, we got Pittsburgh coming up this week. Who's, who's probably licking their chops, you know, finally a, a chance for them to right their ship. You know, Jacksonville, that's a disaster down there. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly one you think you, you can get. But, you know, you got to buy, then you, you'll have the Packers. You, you've got you've got some very tough games. So, 
you know, you got to hope and pray that he comes back in six weeks ready to play. No, no question about it. <clears throat> Meanwhile, thoughts on Washington and the up-and-down season that they're having? Uh, there have been ups. <laughs> there haven't been yeah. too many ups. It's been a lot of down, and, and uh, this is their bye week, you know, where Washington State is playing Oregon State this week, and Washington's taking the week off. And, you know, the headlines are, is, you know, is Jimmy Lake done? I mean, it's it's uh, it's time for the Huskies to fans to go on attack. And, you know, they didn't have a good recruiting class. They're not playing good football so far this year, uh, you know, in this first full year. I mean, I kind of – you kind of dismissed last year being just, just four weeks, but – this year has been particularly bad. Uh, you know, well, it, it, I hate to cop out, John, but it truly depends on what happens after this bye week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if they play well, you know, I think you can feel like, okay, we, we had a bump, but we're moving forward. If they play poorly, you know, after the bye week, I think if you're Washington, you got to say, you know what, we got to make a change. We can't afford to slip back any further. If they roll out a four and eight season or something like that, we've got to make a change. So I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on Jimmy Lake, fairly unfairly, but that, that's that's the way it is. And uh, a great deal will be determined by what happens the second half of the year. No doubt. What about Washington State? Well, I see that their coach is, is planning on claiming, uh, according to June Jones, a religious exemption, hmm. which has worked in some cases. It's not worked in other cases. So, I mean, still that's the story in, in nine days, whether or not he remains the coach. You know, if he does, you know, they're off a nice win last week, and they got to, you know, we'll see what happens this week. If they can knock off Oregon State this week, uh, that, that, that'd be a, even though, you know, Oregon State doesn't look like a, well, they're 4-1. and one. Let, Let's give Oregon, yeah. Oregon State their, their props. They're 4-1. and one. If, if the Cougars beat them at home, you know, they're in a good shape in the north, so, I mean, that, that would go a long way towards boosting Nick Rolovich. But um, really the big story is going to be in nine days, you know, are they going to accept a, a religious, uh, his, his specific a religious claim to, to not be vaccinated. And, and that, that, that story trumps everything else with Washington State. Yeah, do you, do you buy that? I don't know him well enough, John, to say yes or no. So uh, it, it would be wrong for me to say. I, I just you know, don't, don't know him well enough if that's if that's his, if he's sincere about that or not. So I, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be right for me to comment. Yeah, okay. And, of course, now the Kraken start on Tuesday. Yeah. Thoughts on that season? Well, I mean, it's like, like anything else for me, it's impossible to tell anything from preseason. So uh, I, I can't give you any insights from preseason. I will say this on paper. They're a team that looks like they have great goaltending. Uh, they've got a lot of good checking forwards or, or excuse me, defensemen. Uh, they've got uh, a, a bunch of um, scrappy players that look like that kind of a team. They don't really have a, a particularly good looking goal scorer or goal scorers, so that may be a struggle for them to win games that aren't 2-1 to one or 3-2, to two, but with their goaltending, they might have a lot of those games. I think that they benefit from being in a, in a real weak Pacific division, um, so I think you're definitely looking at a playoff team, but uh, you know we'll, fi- we'll figure out more what they look like after we actually see them play some regular season games starting on Tuesday, but they appear to be a team that's going to be better off and, and in, in good shape in low-scoring games. Did you watch them in any of the preseason games? Some of it, yeah, some <clears> of it, but it's, you know, you know <laughs> in preseason yeah time. i know yeah uh, it's uh it's very hard for me to guess and especially i don't know i don't know how the nhl does it so you know i know watching 10 years of nfl or, or 30 years of nfl preseason you know you know the to watch you know game three you know and, and and what you need to watch and and things like that in baseball you understand that sometimes you know pitchers just working on a pitch when you're when you're watching spring training i'm not really sure how to watch hockey preseason yet so, um, yeah, I did watch some of it, but, um, you know, I don't know how much it told me, except I do think that there's a, there's a consensus that Vancouver's pretty lousy. And uh, I saw the crack and wax them. So, um, you know, that, that that's maybe one thing I took out of it. And then finally, your thoughts on the 90-win Mariners. 
Great season. Uh, saying all the right things afterwards as well, which is that we're going to spend money. We're going to use this as a stepping stone to, to, to you know, make the playoffs next year. Again, you know, the no guarantees, the San Diego thing to, you know, be out there for everyone. But, you know, you were at a point in time where, where your fans showed up that last weekend, 46,000 for all three games. You, you've awakened your fan base. Jerry DePoto said the right stuff last week that, that you know, now we're, we're, we're in position, we're going to spend. I think that'll be primarily or specifically they'll be spending on uh, on pitching. And um, I think that, that they've got a they're on the they're on the upswing I mean they're certainly on the upswing. And uh, it was a great weekend for them with uh, with uh, with a tremendous fan turnout against the Angels. No doubt. And so what's on the agenda for the Gras? Well, John, <clears> this <throat> is one of my favorite times of the year. I mean, I watched I watched four playoff games yesterday. I watched all wow. 11 hours yesterday. And, you know, a beautiful thing happened in the last game, John. What was that? The Dodgers and the Giants played <laughs> a game, and it took two hours and 30 minutes. Oh, my God. And it was terrific. Mm-hmm. It was terrific. I felt like I was in a time machine or something like that. So, um, you know, the, the, a couple of playoff games today, it's, it, to me, it's a great time of the year. And, and then, of course, with the Kraken starting, awfully exciting time of the year for, for Seattle fans. That's our weekly dose of the Gros with Dave Grosby. Dave, have yourself a great weekend. Thanks, John. Talk to you next week. Okay. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710-ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710-ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. And our thanks to Matt Nelson for running the show. Our thanks to Matt Nelson for producing the show. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Commando Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, John Clayton, damn it. It's great to be back on the John Clayton show in the middle of an I can't believe the Oregon State Beavers beat the Huskies. Week six, dogs gone, Bender. And John Clayton, the purple drink is going down like castor oil. But I hmm. bet after that game, voicemail legend Benny Beaver closed down a watering hole, slapping his tail in delight. Shout out to Matt DMC Nelson for getting me on the airwaves of 710 Cairo home of the high-fiving Seahawks and the the down-to-the-wire Mariners so I can bring it to the show. And while I'm giving shout-outs, John Clayton, let me give one to the Sports Bar Network for supporting the official sports fan union. And now that the MLB All-Star Game is coming back to Seattle, WeTheFans.com is rolling up our sleeves and getting serious about advocating for for Seattle hosting a Super Bowl once light rail gets across Lake Washington. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be awesome? He's going to be, yep, I'm telling you that. And speaking of the Mariners, John Clayton, last weekend was very exciting for Mariner fans as the race for the wild card went to a near photo finish. Yet this week I heard a lot of lamenting of the 20-year playoff drought. But, John Clayton, do Mariner fans ever think about what it's like being a Dodgers fan, having to wait 32 years for another World Series and a truncated season? And despite winning 106 games this season, having to pull an ace out of their boot in the bottom of the ninth in a wild card game, and then getting stomped by the Giants like Jack without a beanstalk in game one of the NLCS, the Dodgers' bats were so powerless last night, it may be time for the boys in blue to take that blue pill. And speaking of boys in blue, John Clayton, let's face facts. The leprechaun lime green uniforms of the Seattle Seahawks finally caught up with them. You can only run onto the field looking like a gang of Riddlers so many times before you play like a bunch of jokers. But, John Clayton, last week when I ended my call with Hawk fans, buckle up, this ride is going to get rough, I meant fun forest bumper car rough. 
not El Toro roller coaster at six flags rough, two and three on the season. Both of those losses at home. Last in the division. The defense giving up the second most points in the league. And Steve Rabel signing off with, I'm Dave Wyman. That's rough. And to all of those trade Russell enthusiasts, be careful what you ask for. Russell Wilson has been traded for Geno Smith for at least six weeks. And lastly, John Clayton. Get the humidifier or humidifier. We can't have you on the sideline, too. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, it's like, have you have you had these allergies? I have not, and it's crazy. That yeah, I, I've never that. had them. I've never had it, and it just came on to you. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but it, it's been brutal. I know that. And so it's like, and so your thought, I mean, right now, where do you think the Seahawks finish? Oh, boy. Uh, let's, you know, I forget how many games there is. Let's say that they're, uh, they're going to probably wind up with about, Seven wins. I hate to mm-hmm. say, uh, yeah. you know, that we got uh, seventeen games, even uh, seven and ten. Uh, really unfortunate turn of events the other night for you know one play to go that way, and now Russell Wilson out after how many starts did he have? I heard one hundred forty-nine. One forty-nine. Yeah, and so you know, I was joking just a little while ago about uh, Russell Wilson being traded for. Geno Smith, but you even took a call earlier in the show about someone talking about Russell Wilson being traded. And now people that want Russell Wilson be, to be traded, they're going to find out what the Seattle Seahawks really look like without Russell Wilson. Exactly. Hey, Commando, have a great weekend. My best to Mrs. Clayton. No Huskies, no Seahawks. Go Dodgers. Talk to you, John Clayton. All right. So, again, Russell Wilson out probably six to eight weeks. He had surgery yesterday. Two different uh, parts, I mean, two screws or one or two screws put in the finger. And it looks like six to eight weeks. And that is a big blow to a team right now that's sitting there at two and three and in pretty bad shape, particularly with the defense that's historically giving up more yards than anybody else in NFL history. Or team, So it's like you wonder where that's all heading, but right now it's not heading in a very good direction. Hey, Washington State football coming up next with the pregame show. Game's going to start at 1 o'clock, so that should be a lot of fun to be able to catch up with that one, playing Oregon State. And, of course, uh, you know Seahawks off tomorrow. They have to get ready for the game coming up against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.